Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 75 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast, discussing se- selling properties without a real estate agent. I'm your host, Dan Rapke, joined by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into that, let's go over a question from one of our featured members. Today's question is from Jimmy in her Discord. Question is, I'm in Canada and I want to invest in land in the United States. Am I able to do this from Canada? What are some of the hurdles and things I'll need to do to be able to invest in America? Definitely possible. I'm happy to have you for sure, Jimmy. Uh, but definitely possible, like I said. The hurdles, Dan, I think, and you can talk more on this because you do this more so, uh, setting up a bank account could be a little more difficult. Um, getting your identification numbers, stuff like that could be a little more difficult. It's definitely possible. We have people doing it. It becomes more of a hurdle when people, and we'll talk about this for a second, when people are doing it from Europe or something like that because the time difference. Um, so whatever, you might have to call people at midnight or something like that to be able to reach them in the evening because you could be six or eight hours in front of them. But as far as hurdles, if you're in Canada, like I don't see much. We have quite a few Canadians who are doing this in our program successfully. But uh, Dan, can you talk more about the bank account stuff and uh, any other identification stuff? Yeah, that's, you know, yeah, I don't know too much about it, to be honest. I've talked to quite a few. Um, I talked to someone from Ireland. I've talked to someone from uh, Netherlands, I think they were. We have a Canadian, we have two Canadians, I think, in the coaching program. So I know it's very possible setting up the bank accounts, what you're going to have going to be one of the upfront struggles, I think, but you'll, cause you'll need an EIN and everything, um, which means you'll probably need a U.S. address, which you can get. So, um, I get in our discord, I would say, and let's connect you. If you're not already in the discord, um, which it actually says you are in this question, I would connect, I will connect you with someone that's from Canada. Actually there, there, this is very common. It's very possible. And I think once you get everything set up, to be honest, Ron, there's not many hurdles after that. It's just the initial setup that can be a little, um, tricky for some people. Agreed. Perfect. Well, let's get into the show. Selling properties without a real estate agent. And this is tricky because so many people, especially just, you know, normal non-real estate professionals, think, Ron, that you need a real estate agent to sell a property. I've even heard some people think it's illegal to not sell with a real estate agent. Um, It's very, very common, but you don't need a real estate agent to sell a property. It's that simple. Um, they may help you sell it. They may find a buyer and save you time and work, but it's not always necessary and you don't need one. Um, so I wanted to just talk about that in our experience. Um, and I have nothing against real estate agents, Ron, but in rural America, it can be very hard to find good real estate agents um, for our commercial properties and rental properties. And we're looking right now for a property. We're using real estate agents. I, they can protect you. There's a lot of great things they can do. They can provide insights. They can see things you don't see. Um, so when we're in metro areas, especially for rentals, commercial properties, things like that, even even land in metro areas, we're more likely to use one. Um, I think they come, I mean, they come in handy. They're a very good resource, Ron. Yeah, I think uh, and I've got a bad taste in my mouth sometimes with realtors because how much land we do. But if you're doing structures, buildings like that, there's so much competition between realtors that they need to be really, really good at their job to make a living because it is an extremely competitive industry with, I don't know what the numbers are, but 10% of the realtors make like 80% of the money um, or get like 80% of the deals. The good ones make all the money. So you want to obviously try to find them, but for land, there's a lot less competition. So there aren't as many to call. 
um, and we have high expectations when we use a realtor. We have started using realtors more just because it takes a couple reasons, Dan, because it takes work off of our plate, obviously, and our team's plate. And also as the market is turning, as the market might become, as we might be headed into a recession or the market could be dropping a little bit, a buyer's list, as we've talked about before, is extremely important. So those are reasons we have increased using realtors. But like you said, it's definitely definitely not illegal to not be represented by a realtor and send, sell your property. Um, at the end of the day, the title company is going to help a ton once you get that property under contract without a realtor. And uh, it's definitely not illegal and it's definitely more than possible to sell a house, whatever it is, without one. And you're going to get a ton of interest and there's a lot of ways to do that. Yeah, building those good relationships with title companies really protects you. The real estate agents do review the contracts and whatnot, but you can work with a title company. Like a lot of times they have attorneys, they're attorney firms a lot of times and have an attorney on staff or whatnot and paralegals or whatever that is. And they know about real estate. Um, they're more knowledgeable about the contracts a lot of times than the actual real estate agents themselves. So you can utilize title companies for a lot of these contract reviews and just making sure you're protected and whatnot. Um, but for land, I know we just talked about structures and rentals a little bit, but for land, real estate agents aren't as, I'd say, sustainable necessarily because it can be a really small commission for them. I mean, if you have a $50,000 property, $20,000 property, whatever your price is at that range and you're in rural America, say it's 50 miles from them, you know, 100 miles from Nashville, Tennessee, they need to drive 100 miles away. Maybe they live around there. It's not that easy to find good ones. And for them, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not competitive, Ron, because there's not a lot of them and the money isn't always there for it, um, especially on these smaller properties. Let's get into Dan. I, let's, I want to get pretty practical with this. I think let's get in whether it's a house or, or a piece of land, whatever it is. Let's get into like how to actually do it. I think that's a really important way where we can get pretty practical with what you actually need to do if you don't want to use a realtor. Um, first off, I think you need to make that decision. Like what, whether you call it some realtors and like you just don't find one that you've connected with, like making that decision is the first step. The second step is getting marketing pr uh, pictures in my mind. So getting good pictures to post on wherever you're going to end up posting it. Um, tell me if you disagree as I'm going through these, Dan, because this is something that, because we do this so much posting, then you got to find out where you're going to post it. So posting, if it's not land and if it's a, it's a house or whatever it is, you need to post on the MLS. So there's things that are called flat rate brokers, and they're going to post on the MLS for you like a realtor would, but they don't take any percent. They don't actually represent you. They might charge a hundred or $200 to post on the MLS. Um, next thing is you got to get it posted. Um, so getting it posted up, um, on the flat rate sites on Facebook. I sold my house in six hours um, on Facebook in rural America. It's a town. Of, it was a town of 12,000 people. Um, I sold it. I know the market pretty well. And I think I sold it just at market value, possibly even a little bit over market value. Um, and then once you get it posted, you're going to start getting calls like you got to you got to make sure that you have the price point right. Getting comps, stuff like that makes you understand. So that might be another step in there before Dan is getting comps, choosing your price point. Um, and yeah. then once you get it posted up, like you're going to have a bunch of calls in there. Um, and then you got to make sure you have a contract, like have a look online, like MOS or selling my house contract for selling my house, selling it for myself. You can get all types of contracts. You don't need to pay for it. I, I had a one, one or two page contract when I sold my house, Dan. So I think just going through those steps might be, is there something I forgot? I kind of 
got uh, sidetracked a little bit because I forgot about the comp part pricing it. Yeah, I, I had that as number one, um, comping it out because that's the hardest part to do. That's why sometimes that's the one flaw, I think, not as much on the real estate um, structure side, but on vacant land, that's one of the hardest things to do. Houses is pretty easy to comp, but have your price. I think that's like the number one or number two spot, Ron. Yep. And um, going into that, once you get someone like, let's say you're selling your house, I, like I sold my house for like 170 grand um, the same day on Facebook. Um, once you do get someone to agree, like get them, get the contract signed, you need to find a title company. I hope you already know an attorney or something in that area. If the buyer wants to use one of their attorneys, that's fine. But you need to get that contract to them. They're going to start the title process. And it's smooth. Like once realtors don't do much after that, they might organize a closing or something like that, but there's not much work in that. The realtor's value is in knowing buyers, getting the marketing pictures, doing open houses, stuff like that. Um, but once you, once you get it posted, I, the market is still pretty hot, Dan. So it's not like a, it's not a buyer's market by any means yet. It could be turning that way, but you can definitely do this. It's, it's possible with any type of real estate. Yeah. So where are we posting then, Ron? Like you, you mentioned Facebook Marketplace and the MLS a little bit. Where where would you post, uh, you know, a house right now? So, I mean, those those are two of the bigger ones. I didn't even get to the point. So what I do is I'll post things on Facebook first to gauge interest. So I'm going to join a bunch of Facebook groups. So I sold, I'm not going to say the exact location where I sold my house, but it was in a rural town in South Carolina. So I joined a bunch of Facebook groups. Actually, I was already in them because I live there. Um, but I joined a bunch of Facebook groups, posted on Marketplace and posted in those groups. And I probably got 50, 75 messages in a couple hours. And there's one person who stood out like, uh, and he said, like, I, I've been interested in this area really long. Uh, I'd like to buy this. He even, he went under contract with me with a $2,000 earnest money without even seeing the house, um, which is insane to me. But uh, what, where else to post it, Dan? Do you, I, you can post it on Craigslist. At this point, if, if it's a house or a structure property, getting on those two is probably the best and where you're going to sell a lot of things. If it's not a house, if it's land, getting on land.com network, um, getting as many Craigslist is a good spot to post. Did you have something else in mind then? You did mention the flat rate. Flat rate broker. So yeah, the MOS with the flat rate broker for land and for houses, for anything really doing that. Um, like I said, I typically test my pricing first with Facebook. So if I think I'm overpriced or underpriced, if I get blown up on Facebook with eight offers, I'm going to put that price higher. Um, I, I underpriced it. So that's another way to kind of comp yourself, honestly. Um, once you put on the MOS and you have that price point, you can still adjust it, but it's a little more difficult on the MOS to adjust. Yeah, exactly. So now we have Facebook Marketplace and the MLS. Um, th those are the main two ones. You can put on some other sources if you want, but the MLS will go to, you know, the Zillow's of the world and the realtor.com's Redfin's of the world. Um, Facebook marketplace will reach your local network very, very well. Um, especially for people who aren't necessarily looking at those MLS listings. Um, so, and then you get referrals from Facebook marketplace a lot too. Like people just click send or share and then click send that posting to someone they know is looking for a house. I think that's where it comes and uh, really, really clutch actually. But you guys got to make sure you get, you know, your photos, hire a great photographer. If it's a house, I would personally, that's what I would do. Get great photos, make it look sexy and appealing, good description, all that stuff, because there's a lot of houses on the market. Um, this isn't like a year ago run. There's a lot more houses right now on the market. Inventory is rising. So there's going to be more competition. The more you can stand out, the more 
these sites like Zillow and Redfin, they're smart. They know good pictures. They know good descriptions. They know what people want to see. Their algorithm picks up on that. And you want to be in their algorithm's favor, I think, personally, Ron. You know, when you zoom out on Zillow, why do some red dots come up and some don't? And then you keep zooming in, Ron, you know, for sale dots. You keep zooming in and it shows more and more. I feel like that's Redfin's and Zillow's algorithm showing this is the ones that you're going to like. These are the ones that are appealing and sexy personally. So you do want really, really good marketing. Yeah. And one thing to say, and I might make this episode in general might make realtors a little upset, um, but that's okay. We're just trying to tell the truth with this. Um, before you post with the realtor, even if like you said, like I'm hundred percent going to post with the realtor, post it on Facebook and just say, even with to your general friends, I'm selling my, I, I'm, I'm, I'm selling my house. Um, if anyone's interested, reach out to me, please. Um, cause it, it is still a seller's market. A realtor is going to charge you 6%. So if you sell a half million dollar house, you're paying $30,000 in realtor fees. That comes a hundred percent out of what you're selling the property for. The hardest thing with that is making sure you can comp it out properly. But if you think you can make a comp or comp it out and uh, you post on Facebook, you get five people who are interested and then you think you're selling it for what it's actually worth and not too far under what it's worth, you're going to save money not using a realtor. And that's just a simple first thing to do. Even if you plan on posting at the realtor, if you get no responses, doing that first, it is not a difficult process um, if your house can be sold that easily. And there's so many areas that are so hot still right now, Dan. Yeah. And I guess the advantage of selling without a broker on, what are those? Because if you post it on the flat rate MLS, you're still paying a fee, correct? Uh, you will, if a buyer's broker comes in, you'll pay a fee. So when I sold my house, I sold it on Facebook. Um, and that's why I liked it so much. Like I, I was expecting to maybe have to pay a 3% fee for a buyer's broker. This buyer came to me and he told me like, I'm not representing anything like that. Um, and there are people out there like that. Like I'm trying to avoid having a broker in this transaction. We will use an attorney to close the transaction, make sure there's no fraud or anything like that. And that's what the attorneys do. Um, the money aspect is very appealing, Dan, to me, but I'm trying to look at it in a mindset of someone who's never sold something. So it is a little more difficult. The comping out is difficult. Um, and that's where the brokers can become very useful. But other advantages, it's just you have more control of the situation, I think, Dan. You might sign with a realtor that you don't get along with. Once you sign that contract, the realtor has the rights to sell the property for about six months, typically. Um, you can't get out of those contracts. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, and I would start like on the comping side, Ron. So for houses, say you're in, we're from Cincinnati, Ohio. So say it's in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I have a house in Cincinnati. Look for a house in your neighborhood. You can go back 36 months on Zillow. Look for a house in your neighborhood because I know Cincinnati street by street and neighborhood, like literally street by street pricing. Um, so things differ pretty quickly, but you still will get, you should be able to get some comps very close. Do you look at in the last six months? The, the more recent, the better. So if you find a two bedroom, let's say a three bedroom, two bath house, um, that's from, you know, put your filters on Zillow and go to sold and put it within six months or so and put your filters on whatever your house is or your apartment is or whatever you're selling. So maybe your filters two to five acres if you're selling land for rental, maybe or for a house, maybe it's three bedrooms, two baths between 1250 square feet to 1500 and see what mm. what structures nearby have sold. Then you actually want to look into those and see how fast they sold for what price they sold. So if your house is 1400 square feet and down the road, there's a 1500 square feet, very similar, a little bigger than yours. Do that price per square foot. 
go into theirs, look, look at the quality of the house. Look at, you know, the upgrades. Cause this stuff does matter with houses a little bit, Ron, the flooring, the upgrades, the kitchen compared to yours say, Oh, this is a lot more modern than mine. Mine's not going to go for the same price per square foot as this, but somewhere close, you know, that's kind of a good starting point and scale back from there. And then the longer, the further away the price property was sold, Ron. So maybe it was sold 18 months ago instead of 90 days ago. You're going to know that price has appreciated significantly, especially with COVID. So you just got to find your data points and rationalize with them, Ron. Yeah. And houses, there's so many comps. So it's not, if you play around with it enough and put the work in, you'll be able to find some comps. Um, one thing I think Zestimates do help with. Exactly. Zestimates. I mean, Zestimates pretty, not, pr it's, it's, it's a starting point. accurate. Yeah. Maybe within 10% or something. Um, another thing realtors do, do help with is keeping, not completely keeping emotion out of it. But when you're posting yourself, like you believe your house is, it's hard to like take yourself out emotionally. Like you put in the work to whatever, add whatever upgrade stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it might not comp the same interested buyers not, might not be as interested in as that house down the street or something like that. So it does take emotion out of it. And a realtor can just tell you like, look, buyers aren't looking for your green carpet or whatever it is. Um, buyers are looking at that as an expense. Like they're going to need to replace X, Y, Z. Um, but uh, it's possible, Dan. I don't, I don't have much more to be honest with you need to put a, it's going to take some work, but it can save you 10, 15, $30,000 on a half million dollar house very easily. Yeah, no, I think that's all. I think that's really got the point across. I think that's a lot of valuable information for people. If you're looking to sell your house or just want to know how the process works, like it is very possible. I, I want to sell a future house by myself just to go through the process from learning experience. I mean, we do it with land all the time. But I would love to just do it myself with a house. I feel like that would just be something fun, like a little project on the side to learn a little bit. But other than that, guys, mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining again. To get started and to unlock your potential freedom, visit landinvestingonline.com. Join our free Discord where Ron and I are involved and a ton of other successful real estate investors. Please like and subscribe our YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you guys are listening to. If this meant got any value for you, it means a lot to Ron and I. Other than that, thanks for joining and we'll see you next episode. Thanks, guys.